0: episode 212 of the edible valley podcast
1: on this episode we're talking fish and chips do you ever wonder where your food comes from that's what got us started on this adventure
0: in each episode we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you from growers to producers to chefs And I challenge John,
2: Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. And a very good day to you. My name is William. I am the producer.
1: I am Chef Jonathan Fraser.
0: And I am Darren uh fish and chips aficionado
2: no i don't think so (laughs) but there's no bacon in fish and chips so you'll be okay (laughs) so in just a few days i'm heading back to the uk after three years now i live here now so i'll be back in about a month but we thought we'd go on talking about our basic foods by talking about fish and chips today and don't we all love fish and chips absolutely I think we do, but... No, it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But not everyone in the world eats fish and chips, obviously. What? So let's delve a little bit into where it's eaten. Mostly Commonwealth countries and also the United States. Uh, But it was not originally... Uh, made and invented by English people, which is which is a common misconception. Which, I know. Yeah. I assume so. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you it like so many things, everything's sort of connected in this world, and so if you go back far enough, the the link that kind of bought it to the UK, it didn't just pop into someone's mind. The right. link that bought it into the UK can be traced back to Spanish and Portuguese Jewish immigrants that moved from that area of Europe into the UK in the 1600s. They took with them their traditional fried fish. I could go on about that forever, but essentially (laughs) they brought with them their traditional recipes to the United Kingdom. And that is how the... It was bought to the UK right. and then it evolved from there. I mean, if I know English people, and I think I do, <laughs> sticking something in a deep fat fryer comes as second nature. <laughs> so it was inevitable the minute they did it that the food was going to be bastardised. But <laughs> how, deli- how delicious, yeah. how delicious is it? Uh, so, yeah, 1600s. It really appeared in any meaningful way as... English fish and chips as we know it now in the 1860s um, and by 1910 there were 25,000 chippies which is what they're called in the UK incidentally <laughs> in Uh, Maybe in England, actually. I think in Scotland, they probably go their own way, like with a lot of things. Fair enough. Controversial. Uh, (laughs) But but 25,000 chippies in the UK. Uh, But it's actually in decline. If you look now, as of 2009, only 10,000. Wow. I know. But there's never a shortage of chippies. I mean, I'm really excited about going back to the chippy Um, another thing that helped it grow during the war it was very much a poor man's food now in the united kingdom very much like the national health service it's one of the few things that unites absolutely everyone rich and poor everyone loves a good fish and chips so when you go into the chippy on a friday or a saturday night in england i love it because it's it's cheap usually it's under 10 quid for a portion And you see everyone there, of every income level, Looking forward to their fish and chips, um, so that's a little bit about uh, where it came from. Really, in the wartime, it wasn't rationed. Yeah. It was one of the only things that wasn't rationed, so it, it grew really quickly in popularity. And it was originally wrapped in newspaper. And right. if you imagine that now, <laughs> a bit rank, yeah. yeah.
0: Actually, there's there's a place in Victoria that we used to go to all the time. Still to this day, still wraps your fish and chips. In oh, like the in recycled uh, yeah.
1: newspaper. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but they puts the, the parchment paper there. there's parchment there yeah, yeah. you seem to be straight on straight the newsprint on you it. got yeah. the little black black <laughs> <the chip. laughs> um, now, <laughs> added
2: flavor right quite yeah. frequently now actually you see it um, with kind of fake newspapers yeah. Yeah. So it, it, the company obviously sells them and it's just you know it, it kind of lends itself yeah, yeah. where is mm-hmm. it popular well all over the commonwealth and curveball western norway but what? it's not. But it's not connected. They just happen to do they the same like, thing. They just like we like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but out of the Commonwealth, I would say, from my experience and factually, this is correct that the Canadian fish and chips is probably the or Canada is the second most popular place for fish and chips. It's wildly right. popular here. Uh, if you go down to the United States, it's a lot more niche. In Canada, really? I I, I wow. feel. That fish and chips is in
1: any good pub. So
2: yeah. there's your background. <laughs> well,
1: and I think you're just saying because we're a very Commonwealth country, yeah. right? So, and if you go down to Victoria, you're like, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah little England right yeah. Like, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but uh I love your energy level today Will I feel like <laughs> I don't know whether you're excited to go home or just talking about fish and chips because <laughs> I know you come with big <laughs> yeah. energy but now I'm like you're like oh and I'm like why are we talking and not eating chips right now yeah <laughs> oh
2: well you know I'm at, I've am uh, i been I work for a local radio station 98.9 Jet FM the Comox Valley's best rock yeah. and I've actually been doing a lot of my voiceovers. um that are, are announcements that go out through the week, and I've I've uh, it takes me hours to just do two each week to get them just right, and I have to record <laughs> twelve oh my in goodness. one day. And so I've been in this little, can I say this, farty voiceover booth <laughs> for the last twelve hours? No, I'm just joking. But yeah, so I've yeah. been yeah. in the voiceover booth for twelve hours on my own talking about all the events going on so I've got, I've got a lot of energy plus I've just had a nice cup of coffee well my, right. that explains a lot of it so. <laughs> oh
1: I'm excited to hear this is, yeah, yeah just to be able to talk about fish and chips like they, where do we even start with that like yeah. oh, we're. Definitely- I don't know where
0: do we start I was thinking you know one of the key points that you mentioned there is that it's really affordable and it's uh, mm. it was started as a poor man's food mm. because abundant fish potatoes are cheap both are cheap and easy in certain you know certain circumstances so that got me to thinking that how uh, over the years or over various people handling it various chefs we've added lots of other elements that give us a range of from the cheapest of the cheap to pretty expensive Mm. you know and uh, I would say like that really has nothing to do with the chips it has to do with the fish yeah
2: i mean on that subject one of the biggest changes i've seen in canada mm-hmm. is in england when you order fish and chips it's almost always cod yeah if you're posh maybe pollock yeah but it's it's cod most of the time Cod here haddock. there's yeah the, and haddock indeed yeah. um here there's it there's far more variety yeah and when you see a fish and chip board it's uh what's that there's hake and halibut is one of the halibut there yeah. we go which is delicious mm. you see halibut a lot more so i feel the canadians I, have taken it and kind of made it yeah. a bit more gourmet
0: yeah i'm not a big fan of halibut in fish i like halibut as halibut but mm. as a fish and chips i'm not a big fan i find it to be almost almost too chewy
1: i like the softer flakier fishes You know what it is? The oilier fishes. I like the oilier
0: fishes,
2: too. And that's why I
1: like cod, haddock, you know, snapper... Yeah,
0: I think
2: they're just better in Even fish and Even salmon. Chips. <laughs> I've seen salmon, <laughs> which I don't enjoy with fish and chips. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I went to Dick's Fish and Chips in yeah. Campbell River in 2013. And they gave me a fish and chip trio with three different types of fish, which just blew wow. my mind. i would never heard of anything like that before. Wow. Yeah. So the the Canadian fish and chip market seems to have really gone into making it something
0: its that's very much its own. You know what I just thought of? I didn't honestly, when we were talking about this episode, I didn't even think of it. I'm like, when was the last time I had fish and chips? Oh, it was this weekend. I was in Vancouver. <laughs> um, and that's, it's not, I don't actually eat it that often. Like I, I do love fish and chips, but I don't eat it all the time. But um, the thing that they did that was so different that I was really blown away with, uh, they started, they put herbs in the batter. So it was a really heavily tarragon Flavored uh, fish and chips, which I quite liked. It was really nice because it was a flash fry. You could tell yeah. just by the way the fry was, so it wasn't in there long to damage the herb.
3: Yeah,
0: it was good. It was really good.
1: Well, quite that's, liked it. that's maybe something uh, I th- we talked a little bit about fish, but let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about batter because I think batter something. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's really pretty. That's key. It is crucial. crucial. It? Yeah. And yeah. everyone has a different batter and a different belief yeah. in sort of what it is. I
0: I grew up on fish and chips. My grandpa uh, owned. A restaurant that actually, we just drove past the old building the other day and saw that they were just finally tearing it down. It's been long since in disrepair, but years ago when he did own it, um, from when I was a wee little baron, um, we yeah, I ate fish and chips all the time. Did you and say there, wee little Darren? I said wee little baron. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, the um, the the batter was really, it was one of those almost doughy batters. And that's how I first was introduced to it, and I didn't love fish and chips
1: until they got into the thinner, crispier batters. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. Like it, you you have the choice. Like you can mm-hmm. go with like a really rich beer batter, right? Right. So you're gonna add like probably like what's a good ratio? Like uh, two to three flour to flour to beer volume, right? And you know it's got that little bit of carbon. It, carbonation in that. So it's going to give a little bit of puff to it, as well as maybe putting a little baking soda in there and such. But yeah, adding a little bit of seasoning to there and the extra flavor and getting a nice Nice, heavy, heavy batter. Whereas you can flip to the other side. And when Will was talking about salmon, mm-hmm. uh, I always like it in like a tempura, which is tempura r- great. It's so a little bit <laughs> Super lighter thin and light. Yeah. With a nice, nice fresher because the yeah. salmon has so much flavor to it. Right. Compared to something like a cod, which is doesn't have that flavor, but right. Picks up the other flavors and that's what makes your beer batter. So, yeah. Tarragon in there is a beautiful mm. mix. So. Have
2: you got much experience of the store bought batter mixes?
1: I remember, actually, I used to use a lot of the king coal. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and that became our batter mix for, it was really because of our calamari. We used to do calamari that we would flour egg wash bread. Right. Oh, And then we'd bag it, and we'd literally do like two cases at a time, and so we'd make like three or 400 portions of these. And I remember rolling them in these little paper bags, (laughs) and then freezing them, and then you know, dropping them. It was such a disaster. <laughs> 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 they were good fish and chips but like so heavy with this like bread crumbing on this, yeah. on this. And then we switched over to this, this, uh, someone's like, why don't we just use this beer or this fish and chip batter oh, yeah. mix. And we just throw, we threw some extra herbs, some fresh dill yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, added something to it. And then toss those in there and they would just, and there was no egg or water or liquid or anything. we just toss them. So basically the liquid from the calamari, right. toss them in there and then drop them in there. And they just came out really quick and really wow. crisp. And, and yeah. it was nice. And I was like, and it was more like oh, such a relief that we didn't (laughs) have to. Now we could like cut one bag up at a time and just take a portion out and do it. So, but yeah, we started using that. And then that we're like, well, if it works so good for there, we'll just throw some beer in there and mix it all together. So it was just a a time saving. So instead of putting all your ingredients in there, we just, yeah. Not at one of the finer establishments I've worked in very early in my career now i'm more like well, i'd rather yeah. do it from scratch so yeah. i don't know i just feel like i if i got my own recipe i can nail right. it down so yeah get it the same every time yeah and then yeah just getting that batter just getting that nice crisp on the mm-hmm. in the inside and then having the the nice delicate fish in the middle is like that's the big goal yeah. right so, so yeah
0: okay so we'll keep talking about heavy deep fry heavy fry whatever um the balance you need to balance it out there's a, quite an array of things. I mean, you're talking about fried chips. Fried well, we haven't fish. even
1: talked about oil. Oh, well, I think that's. Do you want sh- to talk about oil? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I guess so, yeah. I mean, in, in that regard, yeah, I would say that I, you know, given the choice, uh, I would use a peanut oil over, like, I personally like using a peanut. I don't find peanut oil to be too fragrant. I find it to be, uh, to everything comes out a little lighter and crispier, though. So that's my
1: preference. What do you say for traditional oil? Uh, trad, uh, probably
2: in England, I'd say sunflower oil, um, rapeseed oil sometimes.
1: Right. Or, or lard is another. Really? Lard? Yeah. Lard. Really? Talk about heavy. Talk about heavy. So <laughs> like lard, because it's got all that extra flavor and stuff, and especially for doing French fries, like the best French fries you'll ever have are done lard. Like in lard. In lard, yeah. 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 Really? Yeah, and wow. that's, I mean, yeah, I remember there's a McDonald's changed from, yeah. from lard to canola, so they... Because of saturated fats, yep, and yeah. the fries have never been the same. Yep, is that right? And yeah, it's, it's wow. one of the things. So yeah, yeah lard is a, a, I think it's it, it's a very it's got flavor in it. It just adds something, and it depends on if you believe saturated fats will kill you. I mean, yeah, abundance of anything will kill you, but sure, I I still think they. What about an abundance of love? <laughs> you know what? You can be loved to death. <laughs> 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 I'll let you run with that. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So oil, now oil. I mean, if you're in a restaurant or somewhere like that, you want to make sure they're they're changing the oil very
0: regularly mm-hmm. because oh, you're going to yeah. start to get an old taste.
2: Yeah, through. Yeah,
0: and you know what? Honestly, if uh, if I can throw a tip out there that just struck me, if anybody. If anybody's cooking fish and chips at home or trying it at home, make sure your oil temperature like that is so key when you're doing anything Run. battered, anything mm-hmm. battered. Even if you let it drop 20 degrees, um, you're going to have a soggy oil laden batter that never quite crisps versus crispy. And that's just awful. Actually, I don't want to name the restaurant, but the kids and I, I remember last summer stopped in. We all had fish and chips. And they had obviously tried to cook too much fish at once and drop the temperature down, and it was just oh. a soggy, oily, gross mess. And we didn't even finish it. We went and el- ate elsewhere after. But yeah, that's it's key. If as, as soon as you if you overcrowd your your vessel, you're gonna drop the temperature and everything's gonna become soggy and oily.
1: I was laughing at work because I was one of our apprentices was trying to make pakora Oh, for. For a, a namouh. Oh yeah. The yeah. other day, and she's sitting there, and she's got the oil, and she drops it in there, and of course, it comes out black on the outside. Oh. And, friggin <laughs> and I'm like, did you set the temperature? She's like, well, it just looked like it was hot enough. And I'm like, well, that's what happens. <laughs> and then, I, and then she's like, and then so I'm like, turn the temperature down. Which she turns off. Mm. And I'm like, just turn the temperature down, let it, let the oil come down to temperature and test mm-hmm. it with a thermometer to make sure at the right temperature. Cause we're doing this in a pot cause we right. don't have deep fryers. I don't think we're allowed to have deep fryers. Uh-huh. <coughs> and so we go through that and, uh, and then I come over and they're like, now it's the opposite. Cause the temperature has gone down too low right. and she's like, I don't get what I'm doing. I'm like. Let's yeah. get the temperature <laughs> let's let's get it around three fifty, yeah, you know three three twenty five to three fifty uh-huh. and then I'm like, and for then Begora, yeah, for yeah sure, and then don't once it gets to that temperature, let it settle like you guys yeah. like turn the temperature down and get it to make sure it stays for a few minutes, like don't just say, oh, it's at three right. fifty, drop it in because that that flame's under there so it could still go up past that, so wow. right, make sure it's stabilized get that get that in there and then oh they were beautiful yeah like' nice and crispy on the outside it's such a, and just creamy in the middle so such yeah,
0: it's such a key like, it's same thing with your french fries you know you, you, the difference between soggy wilty french fries and crispy ones absolutely it's a it lies in that 20 degrees of oil um which yeah if you're cooking fish I would say more like 350 to 360 is where you'd want to cook it but, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, well, on that <coughs> subject, um, let's move on to the fries because yeah. uh, you know, not just something that you just chuck on. We we're t- t- we're talking chips here. We're chips. talking chips. <laughs> and did I just say fries? <laughs> <You did>. oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, beep, beep, yeah.
0: There's gonna beep. be protests as you get off the plane. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. yeah. I mean,
2: They're like, uh, <laughs> you're not uh, You're what? too Canadian now. Uh, one. Uh, one notable change in, in or evolution in fish and chips when it moves around the world is mm-hmm. in the United States where it is, they actually use fries. It's called fish and chips, but you get fries. Right. But then you're not, and actually sometimes that's the case in Canada too. Yeah. You're not getting fat chips. Right. Or home fries. Right. Or well, no, American fries they're called in the UK. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've just remembered that. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so... um well, but fries are very important. If they're not cooked enough in the middle, or if you cooked it too much of a high temperature, then the outside's lovely and the inside's hard. How do you do the best
0: fries? You're talking about like chips. <laughs> you're talking about like a French fry, though. Like yeah, a chips. S- chip. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if we're talking the same thing. We are talking the same. Yeah. Like you can get a version of them at
1: a McDonald's. No, not no. what no, are we talking mean for? A fat, chip? not thin. Thin. Okay. You did the ho- we're talking home fries. Okay. Total home fries. That's yeah. So, like. so, so as you take that Camembert potato, yeah. and you stick it in that press, that yeah. slices okay, there. It into okay, little yeah. things. So, what do I do for those?
0: Yeah. Uh, there's a there's quick processes where you're just getting away with stuff and you're not getting the full result. But then there's more in depth processes. The more in depth process, I would give it a, I would first off, I not um, wash the starch off them. I would get some of the starch out. I would chill the, chill them super chilled, and then I would give them an initial
1: fry, a blanching fry. Yeah, blanching yeah. fry. Yeah, which and is a lower temperature. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. You want a lower temperature, and you don't want it to start. You want maybe just to start changing color on the outside, but you don't want any goldening Hi. happening. And then I'd freeze those off. How do you and mean freeze them off? I'd literally lay them back out on a tray. Yeah, and freeze them. And ooh, ooh. and I'd put them in there until I wanted So I could do everything IQF. up to there. Ah, okay. I could do everything up to there days in advance. If it's I to help
2: you prep, not to help the taste.
0: Absolutely helps the taste. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, absolutely. So, so then, you're
2: freezing them between the bl- after the bl- blanching yep. fry. Okay.
0: And then when I go to put them in the deep fryer, make sure my deep fryer is set at the temperature I want, which is about 360. And then three minutes... And all you're doing is cooking the outside and bringing the inside back up to temperature. But your potato inside has already been cooked in that blanching cook. Yeah. So there you're getting a nice, soft, you know, almost mashed, uh, in, as far as texture, a little bit of flakiness inside. And then you're getting a nice crispy outside. That's for me. I don't know about John. Uh, and then season. Season it well. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. that's pretty much. I'm, I don't have time to freeze them, so I'm just yeah. going to go straight from blanching them, cooling them. Throwing them back in. Cooling them off then is important. Absolutely. Blanching them and then straight in. They'll turn them mush if you don't let them cool. Yeah, they need to, everything needs to firm back up in them. So that's why Darren's like, throw them in the freezer because they cool down really quick. So we're kind of Mm -hmm. already in this area, but a lot of
2: people, when they think fish and chips, they think Mm -hmm. going out to a chip shop or a restaurant or a pub. Mm -hmm. What would be the way someone could do that at home quite
0: easily? Because it's not actually that difficult. No. I mean, it's a little dangerous. It's like a level two or level three if you're going to start tr- attempting to deep fry things at home. But all of that's capa- easily capable on your stovetop. Just make sure. I wouldn't even uh, tackle it unless you have a heavy pot. No light pots. None of your light, light pots. That's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And make sure you have a very accurate thermometer.
1: And a big pot. Yeah, big pot. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. you're gonna get a lot of rising of that oil. Yeah. If you if you put oil to even like three quarters of the way up, ooh, ooh. I guarantee you you're going to have a fire.
1: I've got the perfect example. Just yeah. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deep fried turkey on back deck.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where the person
1: lights their deck on fire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and what happens is the turkey goes in, oil displaces. goes over. Nice. Hits flame, ignites, house goes up. Yeah.
0: no yeah. yeah it's super dangerous that's what i'm saying it's like a level two level three don't try this if you're if you're apprehensive in the kitchen this is not where you start
1: that's wow. why when you go in and you buy one like mm-hmm. you have actually i think you have mine yeah <laughs> oh the little, the little tabletop ones. yeah i yeah. think i have a little uh what is it it's a KitchenAid. yeah ta- tabletop but you'll notice it says minimum maximum for for oil in there yeah and that reason is, is so when you put your wet stuff in there and it foams up it's got room to not overflow so you got to right. think about that so you don't want your oil right up to the top of your and that's pot, the other yeah. thing too the only reason i would do like i would do it on
0: my stovetop, except i hate my house smelling like deep fry oil okay so yeah. i have the little tabletop thing uh that was john's uh, i have or is john's we'll see about that um and i have it i take it outside it, it doesn't ever cook inside it cooks outside i would never do it in here but yeah um, and then I would like to get back to the balancing though. I, I mean, the thing I love as much as I love fish and chips without the right balance. You're talking
1: accompaniments, aren't you? Yeah,
0: without the right balancing, it I it's just it, I don't enjoy it because so it ketchup heavy. <laughs> Can't stand ketchup. <laughs> Can't stand ketchup. Um, no, I I quite prefer the way my grandpa used to uh, do it, which was we had malt vinegar. And then, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Some malt vinegar on your fish.
2: Malt vinegar and salt. Yeah, yeah, salt oh, yeah. vinegar.
1: I'm sorry, I got to get this out because it's just going to destroy Darren. Mm. But we take a battered fish and chip and wrap it in bacon. Oh, <laughs> cover it with that. That might salt? not actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. Um, <laughs> sorry, let's get back on ketchup to batter no. Malt vinegar, you were saying.
0: Yeah. Malt vinegar. My kids prefer lemon, they like to squeeze a lot. And I'm yeah. all for it. If there's no malt vinegar available, I will absolutely have lemon. But yeah, you need you need an acidic balance. Yeah. You just can't... can't.
2: I'd drink. agree. I mean, I don't usually have vinegar, but the, it is one of those things that you... It's that acidic balance. Mm. And what that means when you're actually eating it is it just like goes to another level. I agree. You're just like,
0: wow. Yeah.
2: The tastes from that. Yeah. The, yeah, it's just so much better. And, and in terms of that, what would you say about
0: something like tartar sauce? Uh, it absolutely 100% has to be with it. Yeah. I can't... And the tartar can be in any i'm i'm open to a lot of interpretations there i find like um that's where i'm willing to go out on a limb more and try interesting things but it has to have its basic tartar elements
2: tartar yeah.
1: or a remoulade yeah a remoulade of, of yeah <laughs> taking a step back Try yeah.
2: asking for a remoulade in a London <laughs> yeah, chip shop yeah, yeah. and see what happens to what you.
1: Flavors of remoulade. <laughs> what do you have? Of remoulade, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's, it's kind of that because there's a lot of fat in there. So it's a little bit of that acid just to counteract that, yeah. right? Like, oh, okay. remember we're talking way back about that macaroni yeah. and, or saffron macaroni with the pork oh, yeah, belly. Right, right. And we put a little citrus salad on there, which right? is absolutely vital. Yeah. And yeah. so what that is, is it just cuts through that fat just to make yeah. it a little more manageable. And that's like, yeah, having what, like coleslaw or, something on the side or tartar both of them exactly yeah
0: like i i could not i absolutely can't do a creamy coleslaw with fish and chips it has to be a vinegar based slaw it just has to be
2: yeah and then
0: and then yeah and then the the remoulade again i like it to if it's not going to be heavily dilly pickly you know in there i would like it some other sort of form of acidity Mm.
1: and they just all help even like a, a gherkin or something like that. Is, yeah, is definitely it'd be a little amazing. sweet, but yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now I, I haven't actually ever been to a Canadian fish and chip shop, what? which I'm not sure I've ever even seen one. I thought you just said on my on my Instagram fish and chip,
1: but like an actual fish and fish and chip shop.
2: Yeah, like that was more of a restaurant, right? Oh, okay. Um, like when you go in there and it's just a counter and you queue up and then right. you order and they chuck it into a bag and give it to you. Oh yeah. You. Um, but in the hot Cabinet which looks ugly but it's just full of this delicious looking stuff. They've got all the various sizes of fish. Mm. Um mm. and then they've got pot pies <laughs> and battered sausage, which isn't something
0: I've ever seen here. No. Battered sausage. No, not at all. Yeah, delicious. And pot pies are so much more popular over in the UK. Yeah, Ukraine they are, here. yeah. When you say Which pie, I don't understand because pot pies are phenomenal and they should be more popular here.
2: I don't get it either. But it, the Canada seems to have adopted more of the American model of pies, right. which is very much Fourth of July and <laughs> yeah. raspberry tart, and <laughs> yeah. I don't know, all yeah. these yeah. kind of sweet ones, which is right. fine. Right. Yeah. But I, I think pot pie is every Savory pie could are do a so whole episode. Savory pie, yeah. yeah. Um, but the only other thing I'll say with this is here you have one, two, and three piece fish and chips. In England, it's just small or large. Oh, wow. You know, they don't specify. Yeah. Its a fish that is big and was clearly caught as an adult, or a fish that's little and was caught right. as a kid, huh. and that's it. You don't get <laughs> a few bits. You're in just there.
0: getting the whole fish in there.
1: You get the whole fish. Oh wow! Um, yeah. yeah, they don't mess around. It's it's <laughs> about
2: a foot long. Sometimes, wow. if you get or more, if you get uh, a good one. Wow. Um, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, and I, I usually for the and I think we're probably going to need to end this now. Sure. But I usually like to have large. Uh, Pollock and chips mm. um, I like Pollock a bit more mm-hmm. with a battered sausage large really? chips
1: job done wow yeah that's a lot of calories that's a lot I understand why we have to end this because I'm getting hungry now <laughs> <laughs> and since you're going to England i got to bring one more up that's not on any of our list. brown sauce oh mm. disgusting <laughs> oh very very acidy no it's
2: not my, my thing but it, it's very very popular
1: yeah. yeah, and I find yeah. it's like we have HP sauce here, but it's not quite the it's same. Just say, it is exactly oh, is the it? same. It's exactly it the is same. That is I've more,
2: never HP sauce and brown sauce are interchangeable names. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Absolutely. But funny enough, this is an English ponciness, uh, mm. like maybe the class system or something, but if someone says they want brown sauce, yeah, no problem. If someone says I want red sauce, as in tomato ketchup, mm. I'll be like... Call it its proper name. It's tomato, ketchup. <laughs> or it's ketchup. Here, people don't say tomato ketchup; yeah, yeah, they yeah, say ketchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, it, yeah, I hate it when they say red sauce. But why? Yeah. Because brown sauce is called brown sauce. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, didn't, and I know we're going on a tangent of a tangent here. Uh, last time I was in England, uh, I think I mentioned this once before. I was in a McDonald's because it was next door to the hotel. And Excuse yeah and uh the breakfast menu they had an item and it was like a biscuit with bacon and brown sauce or something of that variety but it was a biscuit with bacon on it we were like what what is that? I've really? Heard of that.
2: Yeah. Okay, That that's interesting. I I, I must say, I, I never really thought about McDonald's for breakfast until I came to Canada sure. and discovered the McGriddle <laughs> menu, which we <laughs> need to check out. Um, but in Tim Hortons, I like their biscuits, and I yeah. always add bacon, and they always question me about it. And I'm like, yeah. what is your problem? Well, <laughs> I mean, the, the only thing that blew me
0: away was this thing was devoid of egg or cheese or whatever that we would habitually find in breakfast sandwiches yeah. here. It was just a biscuit with bacon and then some sauce. And I was like, oh, that's right up my son's alley. But he's about the only person I know that would appreciate that. Wow. It is interesting how they change around the world. Anyways.
1: And you know what? There was probably a chippy right next to that McDonald's and you blew it.
0: Yeah. There was was some fantastic eats around that place. But for whatever reason, I had had quite a late night. I missed breakfast in the hotel that morning. (laughs) I was forced to go next door. Darren, you you
2: strike me as the sort of chap who has some stories to tell.
0: Yeah. That's, <laughs> from your from your heyday. That's from uh, that's look for my other podcast, Darren, <laughs> Darren After Dark. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Owner of 8 Catering. You've got many yeah. different angles to you. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm off I'm off yeah. the point. Yes. Um, but plenty more podcasts coming every single week. So um, I, yeah. I can't wait to continue listening to them and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be back again in uh, late June early July
0: all right well good travels safe travels cheers thank yeah. you very much bon voyage
2: yeah I'll probably come back a bit more uh, English when I get back <laughs> looking forward
0: to it give us some uh, give us some lowdown on uh, food trends over in the uh, well I've had London. okay so a
2: lot of people have asked me to bring stuff back mm. well um, we're
0: asking you to bring stuff back now yeah, yeah. bring back food trends why do you wink <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah uh, Funny enough Apparently, Skittles in England are different. I'm talking about the uh, candy. Yeah. Um, apparently, there's raspberry flavor, or blackcurrant flavor
0: or something. I've just been Skittles told. To don't get Skittles don't have flavor. They're they're Skittle flavored and then they're colored differently. They're all the same flavor. Is that right? Yeah.
2: I'm Is not. That, even, I'm not, not putting not you fact. on. Yeah.
0: I'm not putting you on. They don't even claim to be different flavors. They're all. Or do they have flavored now? Okay. Is so out of it? He's <laughs> <laughs> already backing down. I'm like, wait a minute. The world went on past when I stopped eating Skittles 20 years ago. Maybe yeah. they are flavored now.
1: I'm going to go get some Skittles, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I have now no I'm idea. Now I'm McDonald's, Skittles. Where's mm-hmm. our advertising? Group? Well, we started with fish and chips, so we're, <laughs> we're going down a slippery slope. <laughs> <All> <laughs> it's right. still still one of my favorite things. I I still love going into a pub or... You know, a nice place down by the waterfront, and oh, I even there was a bunch of places I used to visit down in Victoria. Mm. There's a few places around here I like to get fish and chips once in a while, and it just—I don't know—it's a—it's a comfort food, right? Yeah. Like I know what Will's saying, like
0: just if—if if you do want to check out my Instagram, there is a picture I made my son take a picture of the uh, tarragon fish and chips from last week.
1: Is that the Pokemon champion?
0: Yeah, that's the son. That's a Pokemon champion. Nice.
1: Nice. More stories about Darren. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is the Edible Valley
2: podcast, episode <laughs> 113. My name is William. I'm the producer. Is it 113
1: or 112? I, I thought you said 113. 212. You guys are way off. Oh, uh, two. You know what? Whatever. It's a number. <laughs> it's we another episode. Well. <laughs>
0: and uh, I'm Darren, woefully in. Uh, out of touch with Skittles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a good one. Speak to you soon. Have a good one. Thanks.
2: Thanks and that wraps up another episode of the edible valley podcast thanks for tuning in and a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast they make it possible for us to showcase your local food community we'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at edible valley where you can check out our blog find recipes and tips behind the scenes and of course keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your edible valley
3: <laughs> 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 i have
0: got a couple
1: angles. i sure, yeah, a
3: couple angles. talk about what chips are. No.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, whatever. Well, I'm i just don't want, I don't want you being caught
1: up in the And this has been
3: <laughs> beep, 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 beep. <laughs> okay, ready again?